I'm Sharon. Welcome to Queen of the Hills podcast. Welcome back to the Queen of the Hills podcast. I'm your host, Sharon, and today we will be talking about the family Ch- Chantel season four, episode one, the premiere for season four. And we start off with the episode home is where the tension is. That could be applied across the board. Every household we visited in this episode was tense. So we're going to start with Lydia and Nicole, which is Pedro's sister and mom. Lydia and Nicole have tension because Nicole has seemingly broken up with Alejandro. At least that's the story she's rolling with. And Lydia, her mother, continues to commend her for breaking up with Alejandro while also kind of lambasting her for dating him in the first place. If you don't remember, Alejandro was a married man and who claimed that he was in the process of breaking up with his wife. So there was a lot of drama and he also got beat up by Nicole's brother, Pedro. Now we're gonna move on over to the tension in Pedro and Chantel's home. The tension in Pedro and Chantel's home centers around Pedro feeling overwhelmed emotionally. If you can recall last season, um, he went on a venture to find his dad and understand why his dad was never around. He's feeling some sort of a void, which is natural at his age. He is in his late twenties or early thirties and he's married and he just bought a home. And so he's in that space of wanting to look back and settle old griefs or create some understanding so that he can move forward with a clean heart. It's a very natural part of life, especially in your late 20s when things are starting to come together. Um, And so he found his dad and he met his siblings, but his dad refused to communicate. Now, there was some sort of speculation on the outside that that was a faked storyline because photos of him and his brothers who he claimed he just met and had just built a connection with surf photos surfaced of him and his brothers from a long time ago as well as Nicole so it looks like maybe that was a a fake storyline I think maybe what happened is that actually did happen but they recreated it for the show so maybe that happened a few years ago and they just decided to recreate it but the assumption has always been that Lydia Pedro's mother was his father's side chick and his father father was married with kids and had a whole household and he was a he was a he traveled for work and so Lydia was a household that hit Lydia's household was one that he frequented and and so they had two kids and his his wife was a side chick and she all but confirmed that if I'm not mistaken so Pedro's dealing with that that his dad will not talk to him and all of it is kind of coming out in the wash and uh, he also found out that his mother was a side chick based on that letter. And it's, it's all coming out. And then his sister hates his wife. His sister, Nicole, is mad at him for being with Chantel, who she doesn't like. She tried to get him to cheat on his wife with her friend, Karima, which we all saw. And they are still pursuing. She also lied to Chantel, which is Pedro's wife, that Pedro cheated on her with Karima when he was visiting, going back and forth from the U.S. to the D.R., I don't think anybody believed that. Had she said that a few years ago when they first started having their little issue, I would have believed it. I don't think anybody believes it now. I think they're beyond that. And I think a lot of that was for TV. So, but the way Pedro was treating Chantel at that time, I really wanted Chantel to leave him. I just, he, he, he was doing too much. He was doing a little too much, but So he's dealing with all of that. And then he and Chantel just bought a home and he switched careers. He got his real estate license and he is going to corner the niche market of Spanish speakers in Atlanta. That is 
perfect for him. He is very intelligent. He has a high level of knowledge when it comes to real estate after going through the sale or the purchase of his own home. And he also speaks English and Spanish. He could really make a lot of money and be very successful. And it's a career with a purpose. Pedro came to America and did exactly what he planned to do. He built a beautiful life for himself and his wife, got a job and, and bought a home. I love watching his story. I, I kind of hate that Chantel and Pedro's life is kind of murked with all this drama because the actual story of their progress, Chantel finishing school and getting a job and doing all these really cool things, it would be fun to watch with that. I'm not sure if you ever saw the Tori Spelling show um, a long time ago. Tori Spelling had a reality show with her and her husband, I think it was Dean, and their kids. And it wasn't, it had a little drama here and there, but it was mostly just about their life. And it was such a fun show to watch. You just, we saw them go on vacation. We saw them balance work and life. We saw them balance kids and having new kids and all this stuff. Now it did kind of crash and burn because Dean cheated on her in like the final season and it was all over the news. It was tough. And then of course, Tori Spelling has a notoriously terrible relationship with her mom. And that kind of played out on screen because her mom wouldn't accept her invitation to spend time with the kids. It, it had its drama, but for the most part, the show centered around them as a family and just operating as a family, balancing home, work, kids, vacation, and each other. And I would love for this show to kind of take a turn towards that a little more. And also, I would love a nice glossy aesthetic uh, like like Tori and Dean had. They had a nice glossy aesthetic. And maybe Netflix should get a hold of this show at some point. They do the glossy aesthetic really well. And I think the aesthetic needs to change and kind of be a little bit more highbrow. I think TLC needs to improve their uh, production a little bit. And I think they need to kind of change the direction. I don't, I won't say no drama. We still want to see what's going on with Nicole and Lydia and Karen and Winter and River and the daddy. All that's still entertaining, but I do think the majority of the focus should be on Pedro and Chantel and their ev evolving life. I would love that because it that's way more entertaining than the contrived stuff. That's just me rambling. However, um, he Pedro is feeling like Chantel is not supporting him. So the way he breaks it down is when Chantel was in school and working, he was also working. But since she was also in school and she was kind of shouldering the burden of the household stuff or her development, he decided to take the reins of cooking and cleaning as well as working full time. Mind you, he also had to get his driver's license. Like Pedro came over here and accomplished everything that he set out to. He is doing really well. But I think because Chantel kind of takes that kind of stuff for granted. She's always been here in America. She's always had these opportunities available to her. She's And she seems kind of coddled by her family. I don't think she realizes that the type of mental fortitude that it takes to be away from your home, away from your family, and away from everything you know, learn everything all over again. He is also learning a new language. He is not an, a native English speaker, and he is still struggling. And he has been able to really accomplish some great feats while still supporting her. He had a really tough time and he's been able to sort of pass those, those struggles. So it would be great if maybe Chantel didn't take that for granted as much and perhaps really put her effort into contributing to the household. I think some of the things that might be able to help with that is if instead of calling it wifely duties, which I hate, 
I am married and I, I never on my wedding day, people were making that comment to me and was like, and make sure you do your wifely duties. And I would say, if you want to leave, you're welcome to, but do not tell me what to do. I set that precedent right then. First of all, I am nobody's maid. I am nobody's slave. I am nobody's, you know, foot washer. That's not me. That's, I am a progressive wife. My husband is a progressive husband. And I married someone who saw me as a human being, who did not see me as a stepping stone to being a greater person, as behind every great man is a strong white. Mm -mm, I'm not here to be anybody's supporting character. Me and my husband are partners. And that wifely duty shit, uh-uh. And so when you call it that, it feels obligatory and it feels oppressive. I don't like that they keep calling it that. And I feel like maybe Chantel is struggling with that a little bit because we hear her say, I'm not the maid. No, she is not. But something tells me that they could probably afford a maid once or twice a week or maybe biweekly just to do the tough stuff because that will actually clear up so much stress. Trust me, getting a maid really does ease up the stress. However, uh, that's not something that they're doing. And he is only asking her to contribute more. Now she works full time. She's done with school, but she works full time and they just bought a home. So she's also transitioning a lot. I think it's important for her to recognize that maybe her standards aren't his standards. And perhaps he's not only dealing with this between them, but he's also dealing with the stuff with his family. Something I did hear him say was that, and her, was that his conversations with his mother, Lydia, are private. And that's okay. Actually, I, I encourage that. You should always be able to talk to your parent or your child in private. If your parent is married to someone other than one of your parents, um, and I feel like even if your parents are still married, you should be able to talk to each of them individually. That you know, uh, Sometimes you just have different relationships with each one. But especially if your parent is married to someone who is not your mother or father, you should always have access to them privately. And as a parent, if you are married to someone who is not your child's other parent, you should always talk to your kids. At, you know, always make room to talk to your kids privately. You always want to make sure you have a direct line of private communication because people can seem fantastic and they can play roles for a lifetime, but they can slowly but surely build a wedge between you and your kids. And you need to cut that behavior off early. You need to train them on how to be a contributor to your life. And, and sometimes kids have a hard time speaking up. So if they never get you alone, they may or may not ever take that chance. And now your kid feels ostracized or whatever. Um, but, so I'm, I'm saying all that, that's not relevant here, but I'm saying all that to say, you should always have a direct line of communication to your parent and you should have a direct line of communication to your child and you should have privacy. However, when you are married, I do think you should still have privacy within a marriage. I don't think you should have secrets. I think you should have privacy. But something that is concerning is if my husband is going through, and he has, we both have, have gone through emotional turmoil before, and he's talking to family about that emotional turmoil, I might get, I'm going to give him his privacy, but that's also because I understand that he's going to communicate in a space with me that makes sense for, for us. So if he's talking to them about some of the things that he's struggling with mentally or emotionally, I don't have to hover and listen. I know that he's also going to share that with me when he's ready. The problem comes in when it's becoming less private and more secretive and, and he's not feeling like I'm a safe space or, and, and that's goes for me as well. If I'm feeling like I can't communicate with my husband privately or, or I can only, I can't talk to him about what's going on, but I can talk to my parents. 
I think it is important to explore that. Now, they're very early in their marriage. That stuff will come. It'll come. It all doesn't have to happen right now. It'll come. But I do think that's something that she should consider is why doesn't he feel safe talking to me? A clue to that would be last season when he was trying to talk to her about what was going on with his dad and she took the opportunity to bash his mom. Let me just say this. As a child, you like the child of parents, not an actual kid, as offspring, you can acknowledge when your parents were wrong and still love them and respect them. And parents, your kids can acknowledge when you've done wrong and you can be accountable while still maintaining a level of respect between the two of you. The problem that happened with Chantel and Pedro was that Chantel made a comment, continued to make comments that were disparaging his mother. While she wasn't 100% off base, that wasn't what he wanted to focus on. He wanted to focus on how it was making him feel. And she was less supportive of him and more derogatory towards his mother. So the, the re natural response was defending his mom. He didn't even have an opportunity to be vulnerable because he had to jump right back into defense mode because you are not just going to come here and rip my family apart. You're not going to talk shit about my mom. That's just not what we're going to do. There's a lot of things people will tolerate. People are not going to tolerate you shit talking to their parents. I can acknowledge that my mom is, is in some ways wackadoo, but that's for me to say, <laughs> that's for me to know. That's not for me to yell to the streets and be like, you have a free license to talk shit about my mom. Like, no, you know, people have those issues. Like sometimes my dad can be very temperamental. Not anymore. Uh, he's kind of come out of that, actually. Like in the last 10 years, he's really shed that. But when I was younger, he could be temperamental. That's for me to say. If someone were to be like, you and your crazy mama and your angry daddy, I would be like, bitch. <laughs> We, those are fighting words. I can say it. But so I understand Pedro being like, okay, Chantel, pump your brakes, pump your brakes. You can acknowledge a fault in my parent without disparaging them. And that's, that's where she seemed to not understand. Even her own mom was like, don't do that. Don't do that. So he wasn't able to be vulnerable because as soon as he lets her in, she takes advantage and takes swipes at his mom. It's stressful. And so we see him struggling to find a safe space. The only way he's safe with his mother is when his sister isn't present because his sister does the same thing Chantel does, which is take swipes at Chantel. And so before he can even be vulnerable there, he has to defend his wife. It's always something, always going to be something. So we see, we're seeing him struggle with that. And so he's dealing with the purchase of a new home, a whole new career, um, a new lifestyle, essentially, all these new responsibilities. He has his license, all of that. And his mom he found out some pretty hard truths about his mom. And so he's, he has not processed that. You tend to grow up with your parents as heroes in your mind. Most, most people do. They think their parents are perfect. And then when they hear disparaging things and then those things are val uh, verified, that can be a lot. That is a lot. And then his sister is just a complete asshole who's trying to morph into his wife. <laughs> what the hell? what the hell so anyway um so that's what they're going through and then karen is still wacky um we don't know what's going on with river but i think he he did leave that um clout chasing girl he was dating the one that looked kind of <laughs> she looked weird she looked a little strung out now i'm not i don't know if she was but she had that kind of look little beady eyes 
But um, and we see Winter, who is now getting I forgot I think it's bariatric surgery, but she's getting weight loss surgery. She discovered this woman on TikTok called the weight loss weight loss Barbie, who got surgery in Mexico and documented her experience. And now she serves as a mentor and a coach for other people to do so for, in a foreign basis, like to go um, overseas to get I say overseas to go international to get their surgery. When most people come here to get anyway, um, so Winter explains this decision by saying you know when she saw the weight loss barbie she did her research and she found that getting surgery in mexico required a lot less prerequisite action and it was more cost effective so in short it required a lot less involvement from her like she didn't have as many things to check off or as many things to do prior to surgery Um, Because I know in America, I I watch uh, My 600-Pound Life with Dr. Narzadin. Uh, Am I saying that right? Narzadin. And Dr. Now requires that you lose a certain amount of weight. But he also provides, like, therapy and a trainer and a nutritionist and coaching and mentorship. He actually helps with all that. I would have loved to see her go to Dr. Now. That would have been an amazing crossover. But she chose not to. One of the things that was concerning, and listen, I'm out of the know, so this might be the norm, but it is not my norm, so I'm commenting on it. They required her to bring her own supplies, like liquid bandages, um, socks. It was a lot. If I'm going to get surgery, I expect that y'all will, at the bare minimum, have supplies. And Mama Wynn got surgery during a pandemic. She was bold. But she's been emboldened by her recent breakup with with Ja. Now, I never liked Ja. He had a secret baby. Now, let me just say this. She, Winter had a boyfriend named Ja, and they had been together for seven years. They lived together. She knew he had a daughter who she played stepmom to, which is AKA offered free babysitting. But she later found out he had another child who was older that he never shared with her, but he had been paying child support. And so they only found this out when her mother and sister did a background check on Ja. These hoes are messy. And so she confronted Ja and then they worked through it. They got themselves a little, like a tiny home. And then he proposed to her with the most God awful ring I have ever seen. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) I am not here to talk shit because I actually have an unconventional ring. I have a sapphire, a four and a half carat sapphire cushion cut in a platinum setting. Uh, and with an infinity band and it's it's what i wanted i did not want a a typical diamond my birthstone is a sapphire and i wanted a sapphire i felt like it was a lot more regal and it was a lot more me so beautiful it's my favorite anything that i own i love that ring i love 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 that ring however so it's not the standard diamond blah 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 so i'm not saying that because it's unconventional it's not attractive that was just a fucking ugly ring. I think it was a princess cut um, onyx ring in a yellow gold setting. <laughs> this had to be the ring that Carrie saw in um, Aiden's bag when she threw up on <laughs> Sex in the City. <laughs> it's a terrible ring. Ja told her everything she needs to know about how he felt about her with that ugly ass ring. So um, I digress. I'm waiting on my hot wings to get here. Um, so let me hurry this up. But um, so, yeah, she saw the ugly ass ring. She accepted it. They were engaged. He then 
kicked up his abusive nature a lot more. And when I say abusive, I don't mean, I don't think he put his hands on her, but he was abusive verbally. He started like, and mentally, he started trying to like condition her to think that he was superior and that she had to do what he said. He started trying to boss her around. And when she finally had enough, well, he told her to get out. She wasn't going to follow his rules that she could get out and give him his ugly ass ring back. And so she did good for her. She did. She got out of there when she saw those red flags. Again, she was only able to do that because she had the support of her family. Families who, who have that rule of like, when she's 18, you get out, leave their kids susceptible to so much bullshit because this world is scary and harsh. And sometimes we can get knocked on our asses, not by our own doing. It's important to have a home base. I'm going to leave that there. As someone who doesn't have a home base and I had to create one, I had slept four days in my car. I had a bum couches from cousin to Amy. Oh my God, it's a difficult, difficult time that I went through in my early 20s trying to establish myself because every time I would go home, I, I was in an abusive environment. And then when I would go visit my other parent, I was in an environment that clearly was not open to me being there. And, and the household itself made sure that I knew that I was not welcome. And I eventually was like, you know what? The, out of both households, <laughs> the best option is to sleep in a fucking car. That was when I knew, get your shit together and never have any reason to go home. But had I been able to go home and regroup, oh my God, it would have advanced my life so much. And I wouldn't have been as depressed and as suicidal as I was. I'm just being honest. It's hard to hear, but I felt so alone because of how I was treated everywhere I went, where I was like, I am a worthless piece of shit. And I just really encompassed that. I had to really do a lot of mental work to get out of that. And I built myself back up and I'm not happy I went through that. That gave me serious anxiety. I am not happy I went through that. That did not make me stronger. It interrupted my life in a way that was nearly catastrophic. It did not help me in any way. But the only thing that I can look back and say is be not, I'm glad I went through that because I am not. I should have never had to. But I am so happy that what I pulled from it is that I cannot depend on anybody but my damn self. I can welcome people into my life, but always prepare myself to take care of myself. And that is what I live with. And I have two living parents with two active households and a whole family full of people with homes and doing well and success. And none of them helped or helped to protect me. And that will tell you everything you need to know about what you need to be in what you need to be prepared for in this world. It was so beautiful for me to see that winter had when she saw that something was going left, she took care of business and her family opened the door and treated her with respect. She didn't enter the door and get judged, get mocked, get mistreated, get made fun of, get unwelcome, get, get just tormented, get abused. She opened the door and they loved on her and built her back up. And damn it, that's family. That is family. And I love to see it. So we can call these people the wackadoos all we want, because trust me, I do. But when they want to be there for their family, they will be. And that is family. You can be related to me all day. That don't make you family. That don't make you family. So anyway, I digress. It was great to see that Winter started over after Ja and she got this gumption about herself to really change her life. So she went and got this surgery. She sought mentorship with the weight loss Barbie on TikTok. She went and got this surgery. And if you look at her Instagram, she's doing really well. She's lost a lot of weight. She looks fantastic. She also seems to be enjoying herself more. She seems to have controlled her life. She's even doing her makeup and hair. When she was with Josh, she'd just be looking all kind of ways. But now she's looking good. So um, lastly, we, you know, Nicole is pretending to be over with Alejandro. What else is fucking new? Um, but I noticed this and a few eagle eyed people on Twitter noticed this. Chantel has a certain look. 
she she looks like an IG model. And now after talking all that shit, Nicole looks like a baby Chantel. She looks like she's trying to be Chantel. Just a hundred percent. She's trying to look like Chantel and it's a whole mess. Anyway, um, she looks like a poor man's Chantel. I'm going to be honest. And Lydia, you're over there trying to look like Karen with your hair color. We saw it. So um, that's what's going on this episode. We see the tension between all of the households. So the, the title of this episode is Home is Where the Tension Is, and it could not have been more apt. Um, I'm hoping, and I know that they will. Um, Pedro and Chantel are newlyweds. Well, not newlyweds, but they're new in their marriage. They're still finding their footing, and they've had a lot of transition right out the gate. So it's important for us to remember that this shit takes time. It takes so much time. So I'm excited to hear what you think. Please feel free to hit me up on Twitter and share your thoughts um, or leave a comment wherever you listen to this on the platform, whether that's um, Anchor or or Apple or Spotify, wherever you listen, leave me a comment and tell me what you think. Um, but I really want to know what you thought about this first episode. Home is where the tension is. Now, this episode is going to post later today to YouTube in a video format. So you're more than welcome to uh, watch it there and leave your comments there. But in the meantime, feel free to, if you're watching it on YouTube, like this video and subscribe to my channel. Um, Sherry and Sade. And if you have not already, go ahead and subscribe to my podcast that you're listening to, the Queen of the Hills podcast. And I will see you next week. Bye.